Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. Whether you are a first-time listener or a regular listener, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming to hang out with me every day as I talk about our favourite team, the Columbus Blue Jackets, who managed to win a game last night, which is very exciting. So, full disclosure, I slept through the game, uh, ended up waking up at like 3am and watching it then, because why not? Um, So, what a, what a, what a weird game. Um, I guess is the the best way to describe it. The Blue Jackets didn't play badly. The Sabers also didn't really play badly, but it was it sure was a game. So let's let's talk about it. Um, Blue Jackets win seven to four against the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, I actually dreamt that I had watched the game. Uh, and we lost 4 nothing, and only had 7 shots, so I woke up and was like, well, I have to check the score immediately in the hope that this is not some kind of weird premonition, and luckily it wasn't. The Sabres did score 4 goals, but we also scored 7 on them, so that's how that's how you win games, baby. Start, uh, scoring didn't start off in a great way. Uh, Tage Thompson scored his 7th of the season, only 3 and a half minutes in. He was one of the guys that I pointed out in yesterday's episode as someone who is leading the team in scoring against all odds, you know, uh, does it again. He uh, scores later on in the game as well, I think. Uh, But more excitingly, uh, Jack Roslovic gets his first of the season and his second of the season. So uh, to make it 2-1, only 14 minutes into the first period, uh, Max Domi gets a point. On that second goal in his uh, second game back from injury. Uh, also uh, worth pointing out as well uh, in terms of uh, lineup changes and whatnot. Jonas Corpsalo started the game. Uh, this was his first start in four or five games, I think. And uh, Gregory Hoffman went in for Justin Danforth. Not because Danforth had been playing badly, I don't think. Uh Larson talks about how he didn't want anyone sitting for too long. So, uh, Hoffman sat for a couple of games. Now he's going back in. Uh, I don't hate this strategy, uh, really. I think it's it's a pretty good one to, again, keep guys fresh and keep guys accountable, I guess. Uh, if you know that, you know, there's, there's someone else waiting to take that spot. I think it makes you play with a little bit more urgency. Uh, I don't think that that is weaponized in the same way as Brad Lass, by Brad Larson as John Tortorella necessarily would have done, but I don't hate that he's like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna play both, ga- 
both guys. Uh, it was something that was talked about with Chinakov as well early in the season before he kind of picked up his play and really kind of cemented his role in the in the lineup. I'm not sure what's going to happen when Line A comes back from injury or when uh, Emil Bemstrom as well comes back from injury. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, but it's it's two one. Uh, Jack Roslovic, who has not scored yet this season, manages to score. And it's all looking, it's all looking pretty good for the Blue Jackets. Uh, the Sabers would go on to tie the game. Uh, Zemgus Gergensen scores with what, like 0.3 seconds left in the period on the power play, which is extremely annoying. Uh, this was they lost the game, they lost their last game against the Rangers on a late buzzer beater. So I guess this was the universe making it up to them. But I. Did not like it, uh, did not care for it. Sometimes hockey is is like that. I don't have to like it, but it is what it is. Um, but the second period is really where the, the fun kind of starts for the Blue Jackets. Uh, 30 seconds in, Oliver Bjorkstrand gets his sixth of the season. Max Domi gets his second of the season uh, about 30 seconds after that. And then 3.41 into the period, Vladislav Gavrikov gets his first of the season. Uh, 3.9 for Max Domi on that, a goal and two assists. Jack Roslovic has a 3.9 as well with two goals and an assist. Uh, Vladislav Gavrikov would go on to score another goal in the third period, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, it's gone from being 2-2 to 5-2, less than five minutes into the second period, uh, I believe. The goalie gets uh, the the call. Um, Dustin Tukarski comes out. Aaron Dell comes in. Doesn't super help, but it. I mean, it it settles the game down a little bit. Uh, the Sabers would add two more goals in the second period. Uh, one from Dylan Cousins, another from Tage Thompson. This is also on the power play. Uh, the Blue Jackets power play not very good. Sorry, the Blue Jackets penalty kill was not very good. The power play also wasn't very good, but that's not what we're talking about here. The penalty kill, uh, have, after having gone, I believe, 20 for 21 on the on the previous eight games or something, went 0 for 2 uh, today, or last night, I guess, against uh, Buffalo, which is not great. Uh, so it's, it is 5 to 4. We are only halfway through the game. I'm wondering if this is going to be another... Nightmare 6-5 overtime shootout nightmare game. Uh, in a minute, we will uh, look at the third period and kind of what happened there. And we'll go ahead and look at what was good about the game. Because there were many good things, unlike the Vegas game. Uh, but first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar. Because Built Bar is it's back, it's been back, it's still delicious, it's still excellent. And uh, the holiday is coming up, and that means it is the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Uh, one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's, you know, a really small piece of pie. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar, with plenty of protein. Replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar, or go for a raspberry built bar instead of raspberry pie. There are a ton of good flavors at built bar that you can replace any pie with. They are low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. 
Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough for you, go for a Built Bar or two. And there is nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar, Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets. Once again, thank you for making us your first listener of the day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. And whether you are a first-time listener or a regular listener, I appreciate you. So after the the insanity of the second period, I was fully expecting the third period to be just as bonkers. Uh, and in fact, it was the opposite. Uh no one scored uh, right up until there was about 45 seconds left in the period. They pulled the goalie and we would score two empty netters, one from Vladislav Gavrikov, one from Sean Corrali. That would be the end of the game. 7-4. Uh, it's a much more even game than the score says, I think. Uh, you know, I've talked before on the podcast about how I don't necessarily like empty net goals because I think it makes the game look more lopsided. This was essentially a 5-4 win. Um, we were outshot by Buffalo because apparently we can only outshoot Colorado. That's the only team we're allowed to outshoot, which fine. Um, they beat us in face-offs as well. The special teams were all them. You know, I think we, we got away with one here. Uh in a similar way that we kind of got away with one in the opening game of the season, the 8-2 win against uh, Arizona. This felt very much like that game where everyone's going to be like, wow, they scored seven goals. They must have done really well. And I think it was just a case of taking advantage of a goalie and making the team pay for it. You know, we only had 29 shots on goal. Five of those went in... uh, against an actual goalie, two of them were empty netters, you know, we talked about it before, um, Buffalo scored four goals on 33 shots, um, they had 54% of the face-offs, which is unlike the Blue Jackets, normally we are winning face-offs, which is kind of new and unusual, but still very exciting for me personally, um, but it was... Yeah, all things considered, I think it was a much more balanced game than the than the score suggests. Uh, I think they outplayed us. But apart from apart from that, uh, in terms of things I liked, good to see good to see Max Domi uh, get a three point night. Uh, he is up to seven points in on the season. Uh, I'm not sure how many games he's played. It hasn't been very many because he keeps getting broken. Um, He has seven points in six games so far this season, which is worlds above what I was kind of expecting. Um, To put it into perspective, in uh, in the 2020-21 season, he played 54 games and had 24 points. And he's already on pace to double that, basically. So... uh, Things are kind of looking up. Uh, I talked about this 
on yesterday's podcast as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he plays. You know, can he put a five-game stretch together of this kind of play? Because, yeah, he's played really well so far. Obviously, he's more than a point per game, but he has also only played six games this season because uh, he was injured and then he had COVID and... You know, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, everything is all okay now and he can stick in the lineup uh, because he is kind of, and this is something I talked about a little bit in the offseason, it feels like he's been, put, he's been put in a position to succeed in a way that he wasn't necessarily being put in a position to succeed by Tortorella, uh, I think. I think that's something that Larson has done a really good job with this season uh, is not necessarily getting the best out of guys, but making them get the best out of themselves. I think he's put a lot of players in positions to succeed. I mean, look at uh, Cole Sillinger, for example, uh, centering Jacob Orchek and Patrick Lydé when he's in the lineup. Look at Alexander Texier, who's tied for second in the team in goals from the fourth line. You know, I think there's there's something to be said for making guys play in the position they're supposed to and not asking them for any more. Like, that was that was a real problem. A real sticking point for me was the trying to turn Patrick Laine into a power forward. He, he simply is not a power forward. He never will be. And I think that by asking him to do that, you are taking away from what he's good at. And I think... The Max Domi on the third line, yeah, okay, he's probably a little overpaid for a third liner with his five point something million dollars, but by putting him down on the third line, from taking some of that pressure of being a potential number one centre away, uh, he's playing on the wing as well, I believe, uh, I think he's he's been put in a position to succeed and he's doing He's doing well. Um, hopefully, as well, uh, bringing him back will solidify Jack Roslovic's game. Uh, I think a big part of the reason that Roslovic has kind of been struggling this year has been he has had kind of a rotating door of, of line mates. Uh, obviously, uh, swapping Hoffman and Danforth and Kevin Stenland out for each other. Uh, Mike Stomey's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, I think it's... It's, you know, we talked about it, it's tough to get going when you have different line mates every game, so hopefully Domi coming back and knock on wood staying healthy uh, when line A is back. I don't know where he'll fit into the lineup, I suspect that Chinakov will go back down to that line with Roslovic, uh, and hopefully that line can put some solid offense together and that can get Jack Roslovic going, because I do think he is a better player than he's playing at the minute. Um... In a minute, we will talk about what I didn't like so much in the game, because, you know, like I said, it was a good game. I don't necessarily think it was a perfect game. Uh, but first, I have got to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. They've got a whole new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Make sure you head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing and UFC, right to your favourite Vegas casino games. 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favourite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I think you all know what I'm going to talk about, and it's going to be the special teams, uh, because we talked, again, literally yesterday about how the special teams seem to be doing okay. Uh, before this game, the Blue Jackets had a streak where they'd they'd killed like 20 of 21 penalties uh, without allowing a goal. And then obviously in last night's game, they allow two goals on their first two power plays. Uh, I believe that Buffalo would end up getting one more power play and not scoring on it. Uh, they would get two more power plays and not score on them. So they went 50%. Uh, on their power play, which is really not good enough for the Blue Jackets, and I know that we've talked a little bit about the struggles that the penalty kill has been having, um, and I don't think it helps that the goals were scored on uh, an Andrew Peak penalty and then on a Texier penalty. They're both penalty killers, um, but I think also what's interesting and kind of ties into what I was talking about yesterday with face-offs is both of those goals were scored within 10 seconds of the start of the penalty. Uh, the first one, I believe it was literally Buffalo wins the face-off, gets it back to the defense, and then the puck goes in the net. Um, you know, it's those are the kind of things that are gonna struggle, and it's hard to kill that kind of penalty when you don't even get the chance to, to start. Um, and it feels like we haven't had many of those situations so far this season because, like I've mentioned, Columbus seems to be winning a bunch of their face-offs and they seem to be winning the important face-offs. So I feel a little vindicated that my extremely unofficial fancy stats prediction seems to be kind of bearing some fruit, but also I would love it if we could kill some penalties again. Um, I would also like if the power play... Came back to life. Uh, it's doing okay. Uh, we did not score on, I think we had three opportunities. Yeah, we had three opportunities on the power play. Didn't score on any of them. Again, I wonder how much of that is because we couldn't seem to win a face-off to save our lives. Uh, I don't think any... I, like, I don't remember the power plays. Usually, I can usually you know, after watching a game, I'm like, oh yeah, that power play had some pretty good moves, but that power play had some good chances. I don't remember the power plays from this game which I think kind of tells you everything you need to know about that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see coming up the games against Winnipeg and Vancouver, uh, because if we look at the stats, Winnipeg is uh, just above us in power play percentage. They are 14th. We've dropped to 16th. And then in the penalty kill... They are doing, oh, very badly. They are almost last in the league in penalty kill. So if there is a, a team to get going on the, pen, on the power play, it is the Jets because they are at 65% in successful penalty kills, good for 31st in the league. That is below the Senators, the Canadiens, and the Coyotes. The only team worse than them is the Canucks, who we play on Friday night. So that could be a good couple of games for us to get the power play going. Uh, what is more likely, because hockey is a stupid sport, is that they will up their penalty kill percentage. 
the Canucks are also very bad on the power play. At 16.2%, they are 23rd in the league. So this feels like a couple of really good games to really get our special teams going, uh, and I think that's going to be something that is going to be focused on in practice in over the next couple of days. I know Wierenski talked after the Vegas game that that was something that they really needed to figure out and, and really tighten up was the special team. So hopefully that is something that gets worked on. Uh, I feel like the even strength play is doing okay, but it's the special teams that is really kind of giving cause for concern, shall we say. Uh, but for the most part, like I said, it was, I think it was a much closer game than the score indicated. I, I think it was... Sometimes I I have, you know, like types of games that I will slot into uh, archetypes, I guess. And this was very much, uh, I thought it was a murder game when I woke up and saw the score, you know, where you just score a bunch of goals. Uh, it seems much more likely that it was uh, what my friend called a mess game instead, uh, where, you know, just everyone is scoring goals and we just kind of won by the skin of our teeth and also by two empty net goals. So, could have been worse, could have been much, much worse. Uh, I was expecting worse, but I'm not... I'm not displeased with the the result or the game itself, I don't think. Uh, I do think we're going to have to play much better against Winnipeg if we want a chance to not be fully embarrassed by Pierre-Luc Dubois scoring a hat-trick on us. Uh, but that is that is what we're going to talk about in tomorrow's episode, because this is about all I've got for you today. Tomorrow we will look ahead to the game against Winnipeg. We're playing the Jets for the first time in what feels like a million years. It is Pierre-Luc Dubois' return to Nationwide after the trade in January. Should be should be a dramatic game. There should be lots happening. Uh, so we'll talk about some of the storylines that are coming up in that and also any other news that comes up since then. Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedupbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.